Are you ready? Oh yeah! Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe, then look no further than Ring the Bell. Bringing you the best in the world at what we do, and what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews, baby. Now, ring the bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell. Now, here on Ring the Bell, we like to ask questions. We want to stimulate opinion, get your mind working and your thoughts percolating, whether it be best wrestler, greatest champion, whatever. But today we ask a different question. What is the greatest year you've ever seen in professional wrestling? And today, two of us sit here and are about to explain our choices, why we've chosen them, and then we'll see if we can determine just exactly which year does come out on top. But who are the two I hear you ask? Well, maybe unfortunately for some of you, you recognise me, I'm Andrew, and with me, a man who needs no introduction. However, I didn't pre-type this thing for the sake of it, so whether he needs it or not, hell, whether he likes it or not, he's going to get one. Return to ring the bell, please welcome one of the founders, one of the originals, the man who puts the he into heterosexual life partner, it's Coleman! Salute! <laughs> welcome back! Hi! Hi! Uh, hi! <laughs> it's been go. a while! Yeah, been a while! It's been a while! Oh. I'll oh, go back nice. from Italy. Did you end up there by I, mistake? I just, I just flew in from Italy and boy, my arms are tired. Wow. So, get out to much in Italy? Uh, I discovered that uh, pizza um, is sold by the weight and not the slice. Wow. Mm. Uh, you can ride Vespers without a license or helmet. Did you? Uh, nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no hair these days. So I've got nothing to cushion the blow. <laughs> Um, and also, arcades are still very much a thing. Wow. Yeah. Didn't see much of it. I went looking. I did not find the Milan Miracle, though. Ah. Santino was nowhere to be seen. Just the Colosseum and the Vatican. So does that mean he may not have been as Italian as they said he was? I believe he... Isn't he Canadian or something? Or like from Nebraska or something? Probably. Random. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not Cornette's biggest pupil, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we are here today to uh, deviate from the timeline for a little bit and deviate. go back. We are going to deviate. Get the tables. Yeah. It's like a septum. I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to, between us, discuss and see if we can maybe come to an agreement what the greatest year ever was in the business we call professional wrestling or sports entertainment. This is specifically WWE, right? Uh, yes, I think we should go with that. Okay. Because otherwise, if we mention anything else, one, will lose Ross's listener straight away. Okay. Um, and probably... Which is good when they're the host. It does, yeah. It is it's, <laughs> It is good. Um, but, you know, we're working on it. Mm-hmm. We're trying. We're, we're trying is all we can do. So we're going to be looking back over... I mean, I've been watching wrestling since, uh, since 92. So you're talking, what's that, 20... Uh, nearly 30 years mm. uh, I, it's hard to remember when I started I remember I remember bits from my childhood like I remember Papa Shango putting a curse on the Ultimate Warrior oh, making him vomit yeah, specifically, I remember his feet catching stu- fire yeah I think that. Yeah, I think yeah there was the green or stuff come out of um, his head there was vomit there was the yeah the I, I remember fire. Yokozuna uh, leg dropping the snake bag for, was it Yokozuna? Uh, J- was it Yokozuna? I thought he sat- was that Earthquake? I might have an earthquake. Earthquake. Where's da- Damien Burgers? Right. I think it was Damien Burgers. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a yeah. while. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah the, the memories are fuzzy, but I remember things. I remember Ultimate Warrior screaming a lot. I remember Hulk Hogan screaming a lot. Um, but yeah, I, so it's hard to tell how long I've been watching it, but I've always put it down because I believe the first, isn't the first WrestleMania 84? 
or was that 85? Uh, maybe 84. 84. So, so it would be the year I was born. So I've kind of, and they're always around about April, which is my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I was always kind of put it as fate. So I, I should be watching wrestling. There you go. There you go. Uh, one thing wrestling has done for me, good or bad, is whenever I hear the word memories, I now think of leave the memories alone from Ric Flair's retirement ceremony. Aww. Every time. Every time it just comes. Every just... time I think um, Ric Flair, I think Grey Goose Vodka. <laughs> Don't mention that to JR. <laughs> Don't mention it to JR. He'll have a drink or lose his job from it. One of the two. I'm not sure. So, yeah, we've um, decided to try and work out in all those years we've been watching what were the best years, or if we can down, what was the best year we've ever seen. Mm. Uh, we've thought of two or three. We're going to. I went three. I've gone, I've gone three. We've got Good. three each. Right. So we've got six, unless we have any matches. We've got unless, s- um, potentially... And again, we're, we're, we're roughly the same age. We've yeah. been watching roughly the same time. We might have some crossover, because we've not discussed this beforehand, no, what we've picked. Not at all. Yeah, not not at all. So this will be fun. It will be. And we're going to reveal them and explain ourselves and see, yeah, what we can do. So uh, let's let's start. Chris, um, hit me first with the... Oh, damn. Okay. The, I'm gonna go, the first year. I'm going to go the oldest. Go um, on, then. Which isn't that old thinking about it, but then no, it is that old thinking about it because it's uh, it's 1998. Ooh, I think that is a tremendous year for wrestling. You've got the, uh, the the kind of DX at its most, not its most powerful in terms of uh, fan base, but most powerful as in terms of how memorable it was uh, yes. and the best kind of character development. You've got China still at this point of being an absolute monster mm-hmm. and still being a mute, which I think is, you know, when you hear of China on the mic sometimes, that was her best trait was being the big <laughs> silent mute uh, bodyguard for Triple H. Um, and you had Shawn, Shawn Michaels at the forefront where Shawn Michaels still was an absolute prick, but it's still some of the most memorable Shawn Michaels. And it's him on his way out. You've got the, you know, you've got the, the casket match at, uh, Royal Rumble, you've got Austin winning the Royal Rumble, and that just kicks off the whole feud. You got uh, you got Mike Iron Mike Tyson, the most the, the baddest man on the planet, oh. watching the Rumble and then appearing on Raw the next night, and then that all kicking off. Tyson Austin, Tyson Austin, and, and then just begins this whole thing of the, the 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 Tyson joining the DX and the the training stuff where he appearing every now and then, but it was mostly this big feud between DX and Austin and. Yeah, I, it, and it may be I'm just putting the rose tinted glasses on and just joining that stretch of January to April, but that that is one of my favourite years in wrestling is 1998 for that very reason, for that very feud. Well, we, uh, as I'm sure you've heard, we did the Greatest Stables episode, uh, myself and Ali, and I put in DX f- and specifically DX with Triple H on top from the After yes. Mania because... One, it was Triple H's ascension. It mm-hmm. was prominence up the card. It was obviously X Pac's return. Yeah, the Outlaw was becoming a dominant force and getting that kind of that, that push. China was still dominant, even better as a mute, and it was. Yeah, DX were great in that in, in that iteration. Of oh them. yeah, the the Raw after Mania. Just remembering Triple H breaking that promo down on like. How Sean's gone? He's you, you, you run with the ball, kid, and and then uh, bringing out X Park, uh, which is like a big get from WCW. Yeah. It, it, it believe first, it or not, it was, it was first, a big get. Yeah, it was the first big name to switch back during the the war. Oh, that to switch back, yeah, yeah. It was the first person, or we might say big, biggest name. The first person I can think of that actually came back from WCW. Mm. So, okay, how he I, left I, the I, company I, maybe was a bit dubious, but. It's still a name coming back. Yeah. 
So I've always kind of um, put down the, the biggest get, even though he didn't kind of prove his money worth, was uh, the Big Show. Um, just just yeah. because of, and you know, not a pun because of biggest get, biggest guy, it was just, there was this name that, you know, if he stayed in WCW, they, okay, he would have ended up in WWE eventually or injured himself or something, mm-hmm. but they were trying something with him, yeah. like po- poisoning him as, as the son of the Andre the Giant and then <sighs> later on this monster. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they were doing something. Um, and he, he, you know, he went over as this huge site, like at the time, a million dollars, million dollar guaranteed, pay, guaranteed million dollar contract yep. for that first year. Uh, they, and they did not get their money's worth, unfortunately. They thought Tim's get pinned by Austin like four weeks into his run. Yeah. I but mean, they did knock a bit of the wind out of the sails of WCW. But anyway, um, yeah, sorry. Back to 1998. Yeah. So you've got, not only is the, you've got the strongest moment of DX, even though Sean's on his way out, but then you do have the birth of the new DX, the, the, the big stable that we all tend to, that's the one we kind of go back on because I remember a big thing in the night. I remember the hockey jerseys and yeah, yeah. I uh, I remember like I had friends a rock have hockey jersey. Oh, yeah, I always wanted the, the Jericho one. one, but they were oh, like, yeah. I think when they like eighty pounds after you imported them to the UK. Yes, they were <laughs> with um, yeah. the tax. Yes, they were. Uh, I wanted an autographed Jericho one so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I remember that period where friends would have pictures of DX up on their on on their uh, walls and including Billy Gunn with. The ass missing out of his shorts. Like, oh. are your parents not worrying? <laughs> you're you're going around crotch chopping your your crotch and telling people to suck it. And mm. Billy Gunn, late nineties in in the south of Hampshire, where you're still not yeah. allowed to be gay yet. <laughs> yeah, school teachers everywhere had nightmares. I'm going to assume. Yeah, ninety eight. Um, so much happened in that year, mm. and yeah, we've essentially you've just covered. I mean, as you said, January to April, essentially, and that's. That's not to say there was nothing else that happened. And hidden so in there is, is a gem that is now kind of looked on fondly, but at the time was absolutely hated, which was the Royal Rumble Free Faces of Foley. Yes. yes. And if you remember, because I remember, I had this on VHS. I had a live, I had a recording, and then later on I, I had an actual purchased VHS. Um, and every the, from the second time Foley comes out, booze. Yep. Just booze from the crowd. Yep. And I believe if you watch it on the network now, cheers. Oh, of course. <laughs> Actually, would that have been one of the first times they did the like the the gimmick of, you know, not just split personalities, but like the the cameo things. Like nowadays we get things like Michael Cole goes into the rumble, commentators go in there. Mm. To have, you know, someone who's got three gimmicks, you can that that can be done. But before, I don't remember many times where you had that kind of gimmick. You didn't have the comedy angle kind of thing, yeah. Um, And that is the closest they got to begin with, I believe. That wasn't like a, you know, comedy for the sake of comedy and not like a hokey, this is a rubbish character, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But yeah, crowd hated it. They felt it cheapened the Royal Rumble. I remember not liking that Rumble, mainly because it was the Austin McMahon, or was that 99? Uh, That's 99 when McMahon Ah, wins. Ah, yes. Okay, yeah, 98 Rumble, yeah, actually, yeah. Or was it 2000 when McMahon wins? No, it wasn't 99, because it was mainly in 15 that led, that led up Oh, to Austin's it. out. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Sorry, excuse us while we go through memory lane again. <laughs> again, it's, it's 25 years. It's, it's 25 years. The odd year come, sometimes merges. But no, 98, the, the, the DX were obviously one of the big things. Austin, of course, that was Austin's his, breakout. His biggest moment. It. Yeah. It was when the, they finally, obviously, Montreal had come and gone. Sean was on his way out. Austin was the number one guy. He was yeah. the, 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 you know, the king in waiting. Undertaker hadn't become the badass yet. Nope. 
Taker, obviously that was him and Kane went yep. to Mania. Um, Mania itself was probably the best Mania in years up to that point. Because mm. you think Mania 13 wasn't great. 12 wasn't good. 11 was bad. 13 was okay. 2000 was awful. The four-way and yeah. no single matches. Uh-huh. But up, you know, Mania 14, obviously the, the Tyson involvement felt huge. Because it was huge. It was that huge. Because you know, that turned the tide in the ratings war. And Mania felt, for the first time in years, like a genuine thing you had to see. Mm. You had to watch it live if you're in the UK at one o'clock in the morning. You had to be there if you're an American. You could get to Boston to see it. It was one of those things that everyone's been talking about. And it ended with that, with the site they needed. Austin, Tyson raising his hand. Austin with the belt that soon will be retired the next night on Raw, the winged eagle. That yeah. went after that. And that was Austin's start. And from that moment, the next night on Raw, signs, every person had a sign, it seemed, in those days. Austin it was all Austin. Yep. Everything, the shirts, the signs, Austin was the highlight. The place popped for Austin every time. Ratings were flying because of Austin. The man could literally do no wrong. Did you ever hear how the belt got retired, or why the belt got retired? What, the winged eagle? Yeah. Wasn't it looked at as a a way of basically consigning the past and stuff like that it was that was the uh, it was yes and no um the original the story that i got from an interview with austin was when he won the belt he raised his hands as you do with the mm-hmm. belt on his shoulder and then cut the underneath of his chin i and when i need this changed wow <laughs> so they changed to the smoking skull and then the intent they were looking at the intention of a customized belt for every wrestler that's why you've seen the brahma ball one but it's never actually been used um and instead, they, they decided Austin's got his smoking skull belt. Didn't the smoking skull come like at Easter a year later, though? I thought that was the stuff with Rock in 99. Yeah, I probably got that wrong as well. Because <laughs> I remember they changed. They had the Winged Eagle at Mania 14. Next night, Vince presented him with the new belt, uh, which had the blue strap. Mixing up. And the new belt, which then changed to a black strap for no reason. And the belt, I think, modified as well. So I don't know if there was like a... No, I don't know. I assume the Winged Eagle change thing was because it was a new era. Mm. That was Brett's time, Michael's, Hogan. Belts in, There's been a lot of belts, to be fair. <laughs> been a lot of belts. I was actually... Actually, the other day I was looking back over some of the lineages and who held what belt. And I was looking at the undisputed... Okay, we're going way off. But I was looking at the undisputed title, the one that Brock, Brock held. Lesnar. Yeah. And... That was Rock the biggest, and JBL the biggest. Yes, yeah. That that was the biggest belt until Triple H wants his own belt and got the World Heavyweight Total one back. Um, and it's like, how long was that around for? And who held it? And how long did that? And so Brock Lesnar, Eddie Guerrero, JBL, and then at that point, that's when Triple H's one came in. Uh, no, Triple H one came in right after Brock won his. Because remember, it? Brock was on SmackDown. <gasps> And then, no, yeah, because yeah, they, they did the storyline because yeah. Eric Bischoff had Raw, exactly. Stephanie had SmackDown, yeah. and she was paying Rock to it. not go to Raw. And the, basically, the idea was that Brock was actually the biggest guy in the company, and Triple H, being the secure individual that he is, yep. beyond the scenes, thought, well, look, the RC belt is the biggest belt on Raw, and I don't want the RC belt. Yep. I want the world title belt. Bring back the big gold belt, the flare belt, because yep. Triple H's a flare mark, and we get this Bischoff angle. He's like, I'm going to, here's a new belt. Triple H, it's just yours. There was no tournament, there was no match, it was just Triple H, you are the right. champion. And, and, he's, and he was wearing them cycling shorts. Yes. And then Triple <laughs> H cut this promo, which completely buried Brock Lesnar, buried the unspeakable title. The Rocks just worked two months to put over for Brock. And yeah, just like that, Brock was legs cut off. Okay. Well, yeah. that's that's 15 minutes on mine. <laughs> so what's your first one? Well, if we, we're going to go, well, I wasn't going year order for this, but as you've just done 98, okay. 98 was also on my list as well. 
Um, oh, for very similar would you like reasons. to say why? Well, um, <laughs> oh, let's talk about. Do you remember the Royal Rumble? <laughs> yes, Royal Rumble. What year was it? Can't think. We're going a bit member yeah. berries on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, for very similar reasons, the prominence of DX, the rise of them, the Austin time, of course. Austin was. I remember watching like Raw. I had Sky Sports when I was living at home at that point, or wherever I was. So I was watching it live every week, mm. the late mornings. I had a friend recording me VHSs of Raw and SmackDown, and then bringing them to me. <laughs> wow. Not SmackDown yet, but, yeah. you know. And just watching Raw every every week, you couldn't miss it. You couldn't miss Raw. It, you had to watch it live. You had to see it as soon as you could. And just watching Austin, watching, because at that point, I was I was a Bret Hart guy, and, you know, then Bret went, and then I was like, Shawn Michaels was the guy. And then to see Austin is just this phenomenon. Mm. Even then, I would have been, what, 16 at he that was time. Like, he was pretty much the first anti-face. He was, and you look back now and you think... And you could argue, argue that Shawn Michaels at a point, but I think he's always had the heel role. Yeah, it always until was. Until he left. Austin never changed. Like Austin's work, Austin's character never changed once from when he was feeding with Bret Hart as far as he was 96 into 97. You know, and then the stuff with Owen when he did turn babyface. And seeing Austin, and then every match... Austin was in like the dude laughing over the edge and and I think Backlash was first over the edge was the second one and as Nitek went on they tried to bring Undertaker and Kane in which was a, a creative misstep SummerSlam 98 was a huge event from MSG the highway to hell had the storyline of, of Austin and Taker it was like months and months long so deep and layered and complex the payoff wasn't great at SummerSlam but the story itself even to this day is one of the most finely constructed, made sense as well. It was, it was just, it worked. And then, of course, we get to Survivor Series '98, and we get the tournament for Deadly Games, mm-hmm. and we get The Rock turning heel and winning the belt, which I didn't see coming. To no. this day, it's one of the few times I've been genuinely the people shocked. To the corporate, yeah, and just what through the whole. You look back at when the night finished, and you think. Oh yeah, he beat Boss Man in three seconds for a roll-up. He caught the nightstick. At the time, you think, "Oh, go on, Rock, you can overcome the authority or the corporation." Then, and you think, "Oh, you son of a yeah," because he ah played... son of a yeah, because <laughs> they played everyone, and it was such a great, great story. How Rock was built up as like, if you look back over the months previous, Austin was still the guy, but just underneath, Vince was building up this. Oh, I hate the people. And I hate the people's champ. And the whole time it was leading up to Rock becoming champion, turning heel, and being made like a megastar heel in one night. 98 was just an incredible year. Mm. It wasn't perfect, but the pros far outweighed the cons. So I've been um, I've been explaining to my girlfriend uh, stuff about The Rock. She doesn't watch wrestling at all. She never has. Okay. Um, and when she hears me talk about so I'll tell her so uh, recently um, Brian Christopher died uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Lawless son yeah. Grandmaster Sexy and it popped up on my, my phone gives me random news notifications and because I'm old I can't remember I don't know how to turn them off so uh, this popped up and it went Brian Christopher sadly dead and I was like oh that's that's horrible and she's like, what's up I go, oh, Brian Christopher died so who's he he's a wrestler that I used to watch as a kid was he like one of your favourites? Go no, not really. Like I liked the tag. T- I liked Scotty Too Hotty. It's like Scotty Too Hotty. Like yeah. I play and then I sh- and then I was trying to explain the whole gimmick of going oh tag team uh, magic glasses, mm-hmm. the worm, Rikishi. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Rikishi. I was trying to explain all this stuff to her, and we were watching clips, and she just was not getting it at all. But then 
every now and then I'll go into that mode of just explaining something. I'll go, oh, you don't watch wrestling, but let me explain to you this yeah. thing. I don't know why, but I do. she does it to me about music as well. It's quite funny. Um, and she just stopped me the other day and went, I think you need to show me some wrestling because the way you talk about it makes me feel like I'm going to like it. Wow. All right, uh, do I show you some old wrestling or do I just get mm. you to listen to how-to wrestling and we'll leave it at that? That's Who probably knows? not a bad show. That's probably not fair. a bad show. That's yeah. a good show. Um, it is. The, I can't remember what it was. Oh, The Rock. That was it. Yes. Um, so she knows The Rock, obviously, is Dwayne Johnson, the mm-hmm. actor who she loves. And he's an amazing actor and all this kind of stuff. He's very charismatic and very lovely. And I'm going, you've got to, you, like, I loved The Rock as a kid. It's like, what do you mean as a kid? Go, That's the wrestler, The Rock. It's yeah. like, oh, he wrestled, didn't he? That, like, it amazes me that someone doesn't know that. I know. I go, I've got to show you some promos. It's like, what's his promos like? I go, he calls people Rudy Poos and retards and things that you can't really say these days. And, and he lifts his eyebrow up and he tells people to stick things up their bums. And, oh, it's amazing. You'll love it. It's just, just looking at me, this weird look on it. It's like, The Rock used to say stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Oh, man. I I remember a while ago, I was, I was driving past and I saw a billboard and it had Dwayne Johnson in front of the film, whatever it was. And I, I Skyscraper? Looked- might have been possibly. Yeah. And I looked at it and I thought, I watched. Sorry. I heard you love that. It. <laughs> it's a film about a building the family trapped inside. Oh. Yeah. Um. And I watched your debut in, at Survivor Series '96 <laughs> with the blue streamers. Yes, I watched that. The I Polynesian watched. Net- yeah. Necklace. I watched you turn heel and join the nation. Um. And then I saw you like turn heel on the people at Survivor Series 98 and I watched all of this and now you're like the biggest star in Hollywood you're like the highest paid actor now like 124 million last That's year insane. I watched him wrestle and nobody cared about him a man who we've <clears throat> heard say big red retard exactly I've watched the the catchphrase that have become like pop culture entities I've seen the catch rate it didn't work out the large tall glass of shut up juice that didn't get over at all I've watched the failed promo attempts people strudel people strudel yeah. shaking his leg at Lillian going yeah. he's the big fella oh boy come on boy <laughs> eyes up here Lillian I've watched him make coach do the Charleston backstage in the segment and sing Coca Cabana exactly and then I've seen like the promos from MSG in 2004 where he was high on energy, if nothing else. Yeah. You know, and it's insane. And we look back at 98 <laughs> and this was when The Rock became where he could, he got a, the elbow drop became a legit finisher. <laughs> well, to be fair, we had the leg drop before that. Yeah, but that's a, that's at least got someone's neck. That's a throw. That. <laughs> Hogan is the 300 pound man dropping the leg, brother, and get on someone's throat. It's an elbow drop to the arm. I mean, the the people's elbow should never be a finisher. It should oh, be a setup to a rock bottom. It beat at least. Triple H for the belt at Backlash 2000. Oh, uh, it's, it's we got to get off 98. But yeah, that was 98. So that's so we both picked 98. Yes. Hmm. Yes. I'm interested to see if you go the way I go now. Okay. Which so way are you going to go? I'm going to jump forward by a few years. Okay. Uh, I'm going to 2001. Which I have said several times is my favourite WrestleMania, and it's my um, it's my favourite Royal Rumble. Rumble, yes. Uh, And again, those you'll you'll find me looking back on years, and it will always be what happened between Rumble and Mania because those are the biggest parts of the year for me. And again, it's it was a huge Mania, the hardcore Rumble. Oh, yes, the hardcore Rumble. 
And I love that rumble, even if it is cheesy. Even if Drew Carey... Drew Carey! Even if the honky-tonk man gets a guitar broken over his head by Kane. (laughs) Even if Jeff and Matt accidentally eliminate themselves. You know, all that stuff. I absolutely love Raw Rumble 2001. And... And it's one of the most shocking years of blading where Austin is essentially just, he just becomes the, do you remember Stretch Armstrong? And then he had the bad guy. Yep. Uh, the red bumpy dude and you put the thing and it sucks all the mm-hmm. all the rice is expert. Yeah. He looked like that. Yes. Do- Dr. Vac, I think it was something <laughs> random like that. Uh, yeah. He looked like Dr. Vac, just absolute crimson covered head to toe with a evil laugh on his <laughs> smile on his face as he goes to knock 10 bags of crap out of Rikishi. Yeah. she. Okay, <laughs> and I remember as well that year. Um, we we've spoken before about a WrestleMania where The Rock came out, and we were in a bar, and our friend Lewis, uh, who upon watching, he was waiting for The Rock to do the if you smell, and he kept going, wait for it. <laughs> And this ended up being like a half an hour long promo of him going, wait for it, and then he gave up. That was kind of like me. Every time it went three, two. One, I go, if you smell, well, it's not The Rock. Because I was so excited for The Rock. Um, That's probably my biggest fandom year of The Rock. I Like, off Austin completely, I was The Rock fan. I wanted to be The Rock. I wanted to be the pasty white version of The Rock. Um, Yeah, anyway. (laughs) Uh, it's an excellent Royal Rumble, and not to just not just the match. That's one of the few Royal Rumbles where I've gone. I've, I've genuinely enjoyed. I'm thinking. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm about ninety percent sure every match I like on that card. Oh wow! Even the women's matches. But so it wasn't really much. So Rumble two thousand one, yeah, two thousand and one. So, so you Rumble got, was great. Uh, obviously. obviously, you got uh, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho Plus, ladder yeah. match for the yeah. IC title. My one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, you had uh, Triple H and Kurt Angle for the, the title, title. Yep. which was partly that, uh, which was entertaining, and also it meant a cat fight between uh, Trish and Steph. It did. And the first time I'd ever seen this affect what was essentially a main event match, even though it wasn't the main event, because they stopped fighting to watch the women fight. Yes. And they just stood, you, you, camera cuts back to them and they both stood on the apron looking at the ramp in confusion <laughs> and then look, sort of look back at each other and go, oh yeah, the fight and go, <laughs> and go back and it's, it's a hilarious moment and you get another Kurt Angle moonsault that gets missed and that's always a funny moment as well. You've got the, uh, you've got Edging Christian versus the Dudleys uh, yeah, uh, for the that, tag that titles. Yeah, the TLC at Mania, wouldn't it? So yep. yeah. Um, which I think Edge and Christian won, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think they went into Mania as champions. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so good, so good. Um, I'm trying to remember if there was any anything else. Oh, we had um, Ivory in China, I believe. I think China. Yes, did and that the was handspring the... elbow, and she. I was so worried. And... Did you buy into it? <laughs> I, I was the biggest mark you've ever met in 2001. <laughs> I was so worried for China, and then my friends were like, "Idiot." <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, uh, that, that Royal Rumble, it's probably my favourite, but that's one of my favourite pay-per-views, Royal Rumble 2001. And then it goes into my favourite, WrestleMania. And then even, like, you got the whole tension between Rock and Austin building up, Deborah oh, managing that, the Rock, yeah. Deborah gets hurt, Austin comes out and attacks the Rock. Amazing. That promo on SmackDown, that they play in the promo for Mania where they're backstage, I think it's JR. Yeah. And it's just those two talking. It's just, in, it's intriguing and, and it's, gripping. Isn't it something along the lines of, it's not, it's not can I be... I have to be. I have you. to yeah. be you. 
Uh, which then is setting up the whole... Yeah, they because Austin won, wins a rumble, doesn't he? And this, yeah. he come back off his injury, and Rock was obviously the biggest star in the business That's by it. then. It's Austin's... Yeah, the, the jealousy kind of thing of, I need to beat you. I need to... Well, it's kind of like, I have to prove myself. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, which later turns into insecurity, which is makes for a great angle, which we'll get to in a Limp second. Limp Biscuit's biggest influence in wrestling around that time as well. Uh, <laughs> I was a massive Limp Biscuit fan at yeah, the time. Was so, yeah, I had... You know, I, I, I wanted... I, I dressed as Fred. I had the red baseball cap, I, not that one. I had a Nike one because we didn't have those in the UK. Uh, I had a black T-shirt with big le- white font letters that said "Limp Biscuit is better than everyone." <laughs> I was a right little dickhead. How have I never heard about this? There's probably photos out there somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, green camo pants, uh, not camo. Uh, uh, the the zip ones around the knees. Oh yeah. What they wow. call them? Wow. Um, cargo pants. Let's go with cargo. Yeah, cargo okay. pants. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was me as a kid. Uh, that was me at sixteen, I think. Uh, 16, well, that's 17. my Coleman cosplay sort of thing. <laughs> um, a lot of that stuff I bought for a Limp Bizkit, uh <laughs> Halloween costume, uh, Fred Durst <laughs> Halloween costume. So there you go. Uh, yeah, it leads into a brilliant mania. Uh, the mm-hmm. Jericho versus Regal is very entertaining, and the build-up for that as well. The gimmick battle royal. I oh. I love the gimmick battle royal because it's just commentary. It's, the- Jim Cornette is in the Rumble. Oh, no. um, the, the well, Battle Royal. Uh, it's it's basically old people falling over the ropes. Oh, and Sheik won because he couldn't bump. Sheiky baby, <laughs> it's it's so good. It, I love it. And seeing tug, uh, tugboat back as tugboat. Duke Drosy made it to WrestleMania. <sighs> <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously you got TLC th- uh, oh. three. Two. No, TLC won at that point. Because remember, Mania 2000 was the ladder match. That's right. It was the first TLC match. Wasn't right. It? So that was the first TLC So match. the first TLC match, which happened to be the best TLC match. So I think Foley was commissioner, so he was the one that was like, he yes. coined the tables, tables and, ladders and, and chairs. chairs. Oh, oh my! Oh, okay. Yeah. Commissioner Foley. Oh, yes. Which then became referee Foley. Yeah. Uh, for the, uh, the Shane versus Vince, which again, oh. now watching it, there's more impressive matches from the two. But that, you know, you look back and the first time you see Coast to Coast from Shane mm-hmm. with the, the, the bin, it's it's amazing. Uh, it, it absolutely breathtaking. Just, uh, you know, comedy backstage segments and things. Paul Heyman commentary. Paul Heyman on commentary at WrestleMania. This was before he started he probably officially been killed off yet as well. Yeah. He actually essentially just stopped working for the company he owned to go and commentate on yeah. the competition's just, biggest show of the just year. Just turned up. Yeah. It was mad. Um, and yeah, he had a whole year where Jerry wasn't there. Oh yeah, because he left after cat. Stacey got fired, didn't he? So he quit in yeah. February he and left come back in November. Yeah. Uh, that worked out well. Yeah, nice one, well Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Where's <laughs> no way you stick your hat on. Well, you know where my wife and I'm going to get me. Sorry, I heard um, I heard Jerry Lawler once <laughs> once once described as a predatory pterodactyl, <laughs> just lunging, lunging down from the skies at women. Going, <laughs> so he swam, flies off with them in his talons. <laughs> I really like that idea. <laughs> oh my god, cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then of course the main event which oh wow that main event okay that main event I am up and down on it because as a kid loved it absolutely loved it and it was tension just all the way oh my god he's done his special now he's done his special Stone Cold just did the rock bottom what is this madness and uh, and then it all dissolves into the, the, the heel turn and love it or hate it and also, you know, this is the send-off to the Attitude Era, essentially. Yeah, this is pretty much recognised as the end of the Attitude Era, Yeah, and it? people call the, the, you know, the Ch- McMahon handing 
Austin the chair is the same as Al McMahon handing a gun to Austin to put down the Attitude Era. That's what a lot of people compared it to. And yeah, it did feel at the time, but I tell you what, it bloody shocked me and it shocked a lot of people. Some people into not listening, uh, watching anymore, uh, or some people eventually going off, or some people going, what the hell is going on? I need to watch to find out what's happening. I was one of those people. And then, of course, that then goes into one of the most detested angles ever it's the uh, the invasion oh yeah i was riveted by the invasion as a kid well yeah because i mean in in 2001 we all had into access of some kind at that point so we oh, I didn't okay <laughs> majority had into access at some point so you knew that i mean i remember going on wf.com on that fateful day on that monday and seeing on the front page of wf.com WWF buys WCW, right. and I was like, "Oh my god!" And this was this was hours before the go home show for Mania Seventeen. I remember a friend of mine telling me as he handed me the VHS that had the show on it, and went, "By the way, WWF has bought WCW." And, and the I Raw took opened, it and I laughed because yeah. I thought he was joking, and it happened. And Raw opened with Vince backstage. Cutting a promo about how he's brought his competition. They were going to simulcast Raw and Nitro that night. And it was just, it was surreal mm. to watch that. And then obviously Mania comes and you had the other the guys in the, in the skybox. And yeah, it was, for, it was me. Okay. You can go back and forth on how the invasion happened, what happened. It, it's not perfect. There are definitely a lot of problems you, with you it. You can understand why they didn't have the big guys. Yeah. Because financially, exactly, they had their guaranteed they had contracts their, they had their Time own Warner. contracts, yeah. yeah. And the guys that, that were there, they came in with the four million pound, four million pound, the new two point saying actually, they came with the deal. They had twenty four contracts, and they took most of them up. Mm. You had the Lance Storms. Howard Fraser was ninety million. <laughs> Good job, Sports Director. <laughs> um, and yeah, I remember even though I didn't didn't have the big guys. You still thought well, this. Is- you thought they were coming, though. Yeah, because they didn't tell you they weren't. No, you know they they gave you the impression that well, this is just the start, but it's it's coming. Yeah. and they're going to come up at some point. And Heyman on con- commentary was not good for this because he would insinuate things yeah, that definitely weren't happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we uh, dropped a couple of hints, but we listened to a podcast called uh, the Attitude Era Podcast. We've had Kevin on before years ago for uh, Gusto wasn't on that show. Yeah, that was uh, Elimination Chamber 2015, I think, uh, something around that era. But anyway, we um, yeah, we we've we're big fans of that, and at the moment they're covering the Attitude Era Podcast, and it's inspired me to go back and watch it because at that time, predominantly, I was watching SmackDown and then pay per views. Mm-hmm. But I, I was missing Raw because uh, Raw was the only one that wasn't on free TV for me. <laughs> so, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and I had no one recording it for me at this point as well. Um, I lost that contact, and so I'm going back when they talk about something that's happened on Raw, a specific Raw that, that, that they've been checking out. I go back and watch it on the network as well. Which, by the way, give us a search by date function, you idiots. Oh no, uh, that would be really four helpful. years on now. Come on. Yeah, and going back now, and when they point out things like the, 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 the people hate the Austin angle, but it is brilliant. And Austin hates the Austin angle. Yes, he does. He um, wants to erase it from history, but at the same time, it's a brilliant bit of acting from Austin. The thing is, you, you go back to the, the initial hill turn. Not everyone expected it. They people didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't shouted at in the dirt sheets. Meltzer wasn't banging on about it. People weren't all. You know, 
it said even though a lot of that had into access, it wasn't widespread online at that point. Mm-hmm. So you didn't know if it was going to happen that you do nowadays, it seems. And Austin was stale. Yeah. You know, Rock was the number one guy. Austin didn't have the same appeal. And he was hurt. He, he was getting hurt exactly, a yeah. lot. He had obviously had the Owen Hart thing, which he, he took a, fit, a bit of time off. Mm. He'd had his, his year out because like, he got run over. He, she. And, ne- neck surgery. Yeah. And so he had to change his style. And Rock was this dynamic, good looking, funny, athletic babyface. And Austin wasn't really any of those yeah. in that character. And that was the shame as well, because like, the, rock, the Rock's there for Rumble, and then he's there for Mania, and then he just disappears. I think he was on Raw, and then he disappears. They did the yeah, they did the angle with Triple H going heel with Austin as well. The and then Rock went, Yeah, and Rock went off to do Scorpion King, I think it would have been at that time, because he had the Mummy Returns horrific CGI cameo, yeah. and that led to the Scorpion King. And Austin needed to turn, whether he likes it or not, whether we like it or not. They had to do something. They decided that Benoit and Jericho or Taker and Kane would be the lead baby faces, and Austin would be the new big number one company heel. It was a bizarre year where we were all rooting for Kurt Angle and booing Steve Austin. Yes. It yeah, it it was. A- Angle was still a heel at that point, but he'd had a great year two thousand mm. that you just couldn't help but like him. Yeah, and then it, it ended up turning him around That's completely. It. And the, the problem they had Especially is, when nine eleven happened. Exactly. <laughs> the problem you had then is is that Austin you couldn't people couldn't boo him because he was Stone Cold Steve. He was being a heel, even though he's all we said before. He's always been a heel. Well, they yeah, were... he was he was busting open JR in Oklahoma. He was giving lead to Stone Cold oh, Stunners, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. He was hitting lead to with a chair across the back. He was doing everything cheap heat you could imagine, and mm. it wasn't working. They changed his music and took the glass shattering out. Oh, when they slowed it down. Because they thought people pop the glass and take bum, the glass bum, out. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. But then they gave him disturbed music. I love that one. I love that one still. I can't. Well, I can't when oh, he. I can't remember when he had that. When he first came back in two thousand. Yeah, in two thousand. Yeah. Uh, oh well, I love that song. I think. Uh, well, I, 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 I thought that was when he came back. But I even, they, I don't know. They, get... He came back. They switched him to the slow music, and then I think they gave it back to him. I definitely yeah. remember they used it when um, after the invasion, when Flair came out and and they were going to award the belt. Yeah. Oh, man was going to award the belt oh, to and, Angle, yeah, and, and then Flair comes out because they're in Flair country, and then Austin comes out. And it's all very bizarre. Vince gets to pull his ear, looking crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I I love two thousand and one, and I do. I especially now I'm going back over the. I was gripped by the invasion. I, I don't know why, but I was gripped. And now going back, yeah, there are a lot of genius moments that I didn't know about that I didn't realize were genius at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it just sort of takes that perspective to go back and watch some things that you thought were amazing weren't that amazing. Some things you didn't realize that you hated, you, you come to realize were genius. We got was it two thousand one? We had the um. Austin Booker T supermarket brawl was that during the invasion? Or that, would that was uh, post, that was post invasion. That post invasion, so it may have been two thousand one. So I'm not sure. I think it's Austin. still two thousand and one. It's after. Hmm, or was it two thousand two? It might be two thousand and two. Two thousand two. Okay, it might be two thousand two. Yeah, I think it's two thousand two. Okay. Still, we'll have to look it up. But it's still, it's still funny. But yeah, two thousand one had a obviously mania one of the biggest main still one of the best manias to this day. Mm. Uh, Rumble, obviously, you know, many people's favourite Rumble ever. And they were brave with their booking. They tried something different. They've said the, the WSW stuff, which wasn't all bad. There wasn't. There were some good things in the WSW angle. Yeah. You know, we got Booker T in, in WF because of it, which is it's only a good thing. We look now and we, you know, some of the 
you know, okay, he's not around now, but if you look over the following years, even characters like the Hurricane came from WW, <laughs> you know, and he brought some and great I loved moments. it. Yeah, I loved it. And Do you remember looked... the 2002 Royal Rumble, the double chokes, the, yes. the horror choke slam on Austin and, and the spot, and, and they uh, just Triple laughed H. at him. And... They're like, what are you doing? Yeah, and even little things like that, where that was born out of the WW purchase. Billy Kidman's a producer there now, and yeah. he come up from that purchase. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot to admire from 2001. Mm. There really is. Okay, what's your second one? Um, I'm going with the year 2000. Whoa. Um, because for several reasons. One, that was the first year in like two or three years where they didn't have Austin. And they had to do be something. They had to be different. They had. Okay. They couldn't rely on Stone Cold from when he got taken out in November '99, and they went with obviously Big Shot Survivor Series. They switched it to Triple H in I think the New Year, the first Raw of New Year, mm-hmm. and then they went all in on Triple H. And I was a massive Triple H mark in year 2000. That was his ah. year. Absolutely. The Rock was great. The Rock was the preeminent babyface in that company. Backlash 2000 is still one of the best pay of all time. The Austin return with the pop and the check. The whole thing is just booking genius. But throughout that year, or at least up to when Austin came back in September, Triple H and Rock never disappointed. They always delivered. Triple H was... That's still one of the best heel years I've ever seen from a professional wrestler in my entire time watching it. Every show was a home run in year 2000, bar literally one, which King of the Ring 2000, I think it was the Kurt Angle okay. one. That was the one misstep. You look at Rumble 2000, which was also the first one shown on Channel 4. Oh, yeah. Which obviously wasn't ideal with some of the the, the censoring and the adverts and well, it was yeah, it, but it was Channel Four. We and, needed it, yeah, and we got it, and we didn't have to pay for it exactly. And then a young boy impaled his sister, and then we lost it. Yeah, mm. and you know you, you had the Rock, uh, the Rock win the Rumble at MSG. You had the you know, Triple H first Cactus Jack in the street fight. Oh, <sighs> one of the one of still my all time favorite matches. The, the the match that made Triple H. The match that made him from just that up and three Savoli sitting down to introduce the, the, uh, the two photos, the yeah. mankind and uh, dude love sitting down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, oh man, I thought he was dead. Yeah, and they're sitting that, <laughs> that, yeah, mercy. and that, yeah, that, I mean that, that, that was was that the first ninety seven when they first used Cats Jack, and obviously yeah. it was a one shot. And I remember when Foley um, got pinned by Triple H on. Um, on the episode of Raw, yeah. and there was an arc out, Mankind can't beat Triple H, and they did the SmackDown promo, yeah. which even though it was taped, and you knew it was going to happen, was still so effective, where Mankind comes out, he takes off the mask, and says, Mankind can't beat Triple H, but I know a guy who can, and he rips his shirt off, and Triple H sells a t-shirt, yeah. like never before. It's, like, it's the same dude. Oh, no, he's, just, he's wearing a black t-shirt, and that's it. And then, yeah, that, that street fight, and then No Way Out, Foley's reti- retirement, quote-unquote. Uh, you know, and then mainly 2000, which wasn't perfect. But I thought it was, a, it was a decent show. You know, and it was noteworthy. A heel won the main event mania for the first time ever. Yeah. Triple H retained his belt. Okay, I mean, we had the whole Vince thing, which set up Backlash, of course, which was The Rock's crowning. We got the Iron Man match at Judgment Day. We had a McMahon in every corner. Yeah, and then you had Taker's big return at Judgment Day as the American Ooh, Badass. Yeah. With the, you know, oh, you <laughs> The American Badass. Yeah, basically, yeah. Took him a while. A little bit. And then SummerSlam 2000, 
which was a really really good show. You had the triple threat for the for the championship. Taker and Kane had not you know Taker's different guys this time, so it was it felt a bit fresher. You had and also two thousand. You had like Ben Wilde just come in at the beginning of the year. Jericho was finding his feet, finally finding his feet. Mm. Kurt Angle um, was that was in his debut year. Of course, No Mercy two thousand. Angle won the world championship for the first time. Okay, that was the year, and I just think over that year, if anything, the year started to tail off when Austin came back because it felt like the booking went back to Austin and it felt like oh but at that point it kind of felt much like the intention of Smackdown well not in real life but the intention in storyline the Smackdown was the rock show Raw was Austin's show the the whole booking that year was rock Triple H take a comeback DX was still there or thereabouts with Triple H and then when Austin came back and they started doing the whodunit angle and you had (laughs) yeah and then for the exactly, and you had Unforgiven was the first show that Austin was back on, and the whole booking, which it should have been rightly, it was Austin, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you had you know he come out in the opening segment with Shane McMahon and Steve Blackman, and then he yeah you know, then he did that, and then they finally unveiled Rikishi as the one that run him over, and then you had the Austin Kishi match at No Mercy, whilst where Angle won the belt, and then it kind of. It become the Austin show again, but for those sort of from January up until August, that the work mainly Triple H and Rock. It was that every every month, every pay per view felt special, and it delivered. All TV was just it worked. Also, which I think we talk about the actual year podcast. They talk about on there. Chris Kresge, beyond the scenes, was writing WWE mm. at that time, and he storyboarded everything. Oh, yeah. He planned it. Didn't, it. didn't it start that that year? Started out with Russo. But very quickly, he was gone. Yes. To um, WCW. Yeah, because I think Russo left in October 99, and they didn't have a replacement straight away, because ah, obviously okay. they were trying to bed the, the post-Russo era. And Kresge took over, and immediately there was an upturn. Everything made sense. There was continuity. There was forward planning. There was foreshadowing. Everything fit in. And then, I think it was late 2000, around Tom Austin returned, actually similar, Kresge got booted out, and Stephanie took over. And then around the same time, we had the Triple H Angle Stephanie romance thing, mm-hmm. which Angle was really building up as this big hill that he was going to steal Stephanie away and Triple H was going to turn babyface. And then Unforgiven, Triple H beat Angle one, two, three, and killed the whole Angle dead. Yeah. And um, uh, that was around the time Stephanie took over the booking and Triple H obviously. Allegedly, Triple H wasn't yeah. happy to have this red hot angle at the time. Uh-huh. I remember people talking about that. I remember seeing it and be like, whoa! I remember being really excited Triple H was going to turn you babyface. unconscious. Yeah, I remember thinking, oh, Triple H going to be a babyface. This is going to be amazing. Like, Triple H's been the best heel this year, but the crowd were ready to cheer Triple H. They were mm. ready to buy into the babyface, and he was going to be the number one guy. And then Austin come back, and he was obviously on, on top, and Rock was still there, and then Triple H stayed heel. And Angle got his legs cut off from under him, and the booking then kind of went south. But for the majority of that year, 2000, I felt they couldn't put a foot wrong. That's fair. Um, we had uh, the... Well, we had the kind of tail end of Crash Holly's uh, Hardcore Reign. Oh, the yeah, the hardcore. Mm. The, yeah, the hardcore title stuff as well. Because that, that, that had to come and... to an end at WrestleMania because he couldn't sleep. <laughs> People were attacking him 24-7. Every, yeah, all the, 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 um, the, the Smackdowns where you'd have all these backstage things or amusement parks or yeah. Crash is doing his dry cleaning and yeah. he get, he's getting attacked by like, the headbangers or the, the Mean Street Posse. Love the Posse. And yeah, just all of it, it was just... It was so, so good. And just the majority of that year, 
they they could not fault mm. anything because couldn't fault. But then it was a screwy finisher. Um, Maniacs they screwed the ending, didn't they? Wasn't screwy finishers in terms of someone ran in and oh, in the hardcore, yeah. Um, Wasn't it meant to be? Crash Holly retains, but instead, no. Which Holly, one? Crash was supposed to kick out because there was a the the, the candy jar got used, right? Because I think they've been sponsored for Snickers at the time, yes, probably. Um, or Skittles, fruity, fruity, oh, so fruity. No, that was much um, later. Was that much later? And yeah, there was the, the glass jar, and Tim White was a referee, and there was supposed to be a, Crash supposed to kick out, um, and the time was supposed to run out. So Crash going to kick out literally a second before the time ran out. Yeah, but they messed the count up because Tim White's earpiece, whatever it was, and. There was a two so count, but Hollywood. yeah, exactly. And they had and to announce. Luckily, the two have the exact same music. <laughs> yeah, that that worked out. But apparently, in the Titantron, it says hard uh, crash instead of hard. I don't know. Okay. There's, a, there's a whole thing about it. But yeah, it was. Um, overall, though, the, the the pros of year 2000 far far outweighed the cons. Was that Armageddon 2000, the Helen Cell? It was. It's the first first and only. Oh, I remember the such cell. hype for it, and then it. Just didn't deliver. Well, the problem you had is obviously two years before you had the the Henna Cell Folia course, so yeah. at the people expect the Henna Cell to have a big bump. Mm-hmm. And you look at the six cars in there; none of the the, uh, the big five, none of those are taking a bump off the top. Most might even climb to the top of that cage. So you had to. Who was going to take a bump? Oh, Rikishi can do well, it. We had uh, Kurt Angle like going in. Kurt Angle was trying to petition it not happening. Vince McMahon was trying to petition it not happening because yep. he'd come back. He's like, "You're putting my wrestlers in danger," <laughs> and uh, uh, they're big investments. And then at some point, now if I remember correctly, you don't see who's doing it, but someone backs a truck full of hay bales. No, Vince does that. I see. Vince I'm, backs this truck up for right. no reason whatsoever. I'm going to stop the hell out of self by backing up a hail hay bale filled <laughs> truck. And the minute he That's did it. it and he parked it right at the end of the entrance, yeah. like the ramp. As like, soon, oh, someone's getting thrown yeah. onto that. And then it was like, right, let's look at the six guys, shall we? Austin, he ain't even leaving his feet, let alone taking the twenty foot bump. Yeah, he's not after his neck. Taker, Triple H, Angle, Rock, Triple H, too precious at <laughs> yeah. the time. So Kurt, same with Kurt Angle. Austin's Pre- too fragile. Precious commodities. Um, yeah, Undertaker needed to slam someone off. Yeah, Taker will climb up there, but he ain't falling off it. Nah. It left one man and a big bale of hay at the bottom. Yeah, so it had to be something soft exactly. landing. Yeah, weird kind of faux Assassin's Creed landing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I remember watching it and there wasn't a McMahon. It just got it backed up. But then when I've heard people talk, they're like, man's there and he's like slamming on the side of the truck and stuff. I really don't remember that for some reason, but hey. But no, and again, that's that's the thing. Anything kind of from Unforgiven onwards, which I don't mean to blame it on Austin. I just think at the time Austin come back, the creative focus shifted so much. And obviously the Kurt Angle Triple H stuff kind of happened. It didn't happen. And it just, the downturn started around that time. So when we got to Armageddon, there was a noticeable. And Survivor Series 2000, when you had Austin Triple H go to a no contest and Austin dropped him from 15 feet in the car. And Triple H come back two weeks later with not a scratch on him, you know, mm. and he's like, my God, he killed him. And it's just, the creative focus shifted. But for that January to August, oh, it was, everything was gold. Absolute gold. All right, you want my third? Go for it. Hit me. Okay. Uh, this isn't going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I needed a third. Um, but this is very important in my life, especially, because this is kind of, so if 1998 was, that was kind of the biggest year for wrestling, for me 2001 was the last biggest year for wrestling 2003 is where it felt like wrestling was coming back on top uh this was 
Well, and, and mainly for one thing, and it's WrestleMania 19. It's Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. Oh. It's the shooting star press oh. heard around the world. <laughs> but no, not just that. I mean, that I've, I remember being bored a lot of the time in that WrestleMania. I remember really hating not just the build-up to the, the very questionable build-up to uh, Booker T, Triple H. Oh, I forgot about that. Men like uh, me, oh. a, man, a guy like you can't beat a guy like me. What do you mean by that? Oh, my You're a criminal. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that, so, and I remember being very bored in that match. And that match was meant to be a Booker T win and yep. changed last minute, uh, allegedly. Uh, and I remember, <laughs> like, this This was me kind of just before I discovered indie wrestling proper, because the only indie wrestling I saw was whatever now and then getting free tickets to the, the, the Guild Hall in uh, the, the Thought. Oh, Thorngate Hall in Gosport to see some like old washed up wrestlers uh, do some do some really bad fighting on playmats. <laughs> and uh, this is just before I discovered indie wrestling. So I remember a point where uh, Triple H and Booker T were on top. Uh, well, they were on the ropes in the corner. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if he just did the pedigree off the top rope? Which I would then learn years later find out that's called a Pepsi plunge and that is an existing thing yeah. from CM Punk and would discover CM Punk and so on and so forth. Anyway, uh, you had Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Oh. One of the best uh, Shawn Michaels matches uh, of WrestleMania, which is impressive considering at the time it was Shawn Michaels post-retirement coming back from yeah. the career-ending neck injury and... I wouldn't say he was protected. He did some bloody big, you know, he did some uh, big high spots. He did some, uh, you know, he, he did some getting put through windows and stuff, but Triple H, street fights and what have you. He did some painful looking stuff. That was, I think that was the first time I watched Shawn Michaels in a match and went, Shawn Michaels is back. He doesn't feel, he hasn't got that weird shoulder length hair anymore. He hasn't got the Kangol cap. He hasn't got the brown trunks. Oh, we well, won the belt wear in those at Survivor Series. Poo tights. Oh god! It was a very weird time, but yeah, it, it, it was the first time that born again Christian Shawn Michaels felt like it felt like he was properly back. Yeah, it felt like that kind of post rock, uh, you know, post Genetti uh, partnership. Wow! It, it kind of felt like that. The old Shawn was back, and, mm-hmm. and it felt good. Um, <laughs> and the kick to the balls after that. <laughs> Still great. Um, Hulk Hogan McMahon is a very entertaining match for what it is. With fat Roddy Piper coming out, Vince's um the creep, return of Roddy Vince's Piper. creepy slow rising above the apron with big crazy eyes. <laughs> I love that camera shot. Adore that camera shot. But of course, it, and it all boils down to um to to Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar, which is one of the greatest WrestleMania matches that ever happened. Unfortunately, had a weird finish uh-huh. thanks to uh, Brock landing on his head and stuff. Blame Jar for that one allegedly. Uh, was it JR? I think Brock, Brock, way back, apparently Brock was interviewed and he claimed that JR pushed him to do it because he was doing it in, in um, uh, Ohio Valley. And it was like, I, that's a mania thing, kid. That's a that's breakout I heard of mania. That, I, I heard Hayes was always blamed for that one. Oh, really? Like, a just before the show type thing. <laughs> you know that word. <laughs> Let me say the end word a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, apparently, that, 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 there's two different stories, I guess. I guess you'd follow Brock on that one. Um, I'm not going to go against Brock. Uh, yeah, I would, he'd break into your house and get, ask you to marry him. <laughs> uh, 
if you ever want to learn some stuff about Brock Lesnar, just read up into uh, how him and Sable got together. It's an eye-opener. Yeah. And one that wouldn't fly in this day and age. No. Yeah, it's quite weird. Um, yeah. And it's it's that era of Brock being champion and then Angle returning much later and Angle having those sweet track pants. <laughs> oh, yes. I still want a team angle. <laughs> yep. The the velour the, oh, track suit. the velour tracksuit, yeah. Can we get some of those? We have to look into this. We should do it. Let's look into uh, that. A blue and a red one. Yeah. I love it. It's I love Team Angle. Yeah. Team Angle are great. It's like my last big year of wrestling where I could talk to people that I didn't know liked wrestling would ask me, uh, oh you watch wrestling, how what did you think of Mania? And it's all purely down to that WrestleMania. Um mm-hmm. and that's 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 why it goes down in my favourite. I mean there's there are years following where I've felt like rest, you know, the, the CM Punk's Summer of Punk, you know, all that stuff, which a lot of it was mishandled looking back on yeah. it now. But um, at the time, it felt like something new. It felt groundbreaking. It, it was, felt like it was going to change things. It was something that turned around. And it was something that not just me, but a lot of people. It turned around someone who was about to stop watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. It did. Got people back in. It got new people in. I, I think I, it was the longest I'd gone watching wrestling was something like three months. And then I heard the uh, just people going blowing up online about the shoot herd around the world, mm-hmm. and I watched it, and that was it. I was hooked. I was back to being a. I'm watching every show. Yep. Uh, and you can make a stupid superstars or uh, summer. I forget what they call them all. I, I, I'd watch all the shows because I wanted to know what was happening, and I'd sit through the replays that they'd show on every show, and you know, I. But. At the same time, that was something to talk in between, like me and you, people that watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. There wasn't people randomly coming up and that no, I no idea liked wrestling. Was no. suddenly talking about wrestling. So yeah, two thousand three was the last big hurrah for for wrestling. I felt in mainstream media, and I still do. Actually, yeah, it probably was. Um, yeah, because if you think of what happened post Mania, it was very hit and miss. But that Mania, that Rumble, even you know, the whole thing, and also. We had um, the last ever Austin Rock. Austin's retirement was at yeah. Mania. Austin Rock, Rock finally beat Austin at Mania. Um, clean, one, two, three. Austin walked off into the sunset. Austin returned like a month before, no way out, mm. um, after his walkout the year before. Rock showed up for a few months, did the comedy stuff with the hurricane, you know, lost to Brooklyn in the Battle <laughs> Royal to crown the one for the Triple H title. It, Mania felt focused, like leading up to it. And I remember a hurricane hiding in Rock's locker. I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that. And what are you then, doing in there? That's it. And then follow Mania. We're looking at the people's strudel. <laughs> Sorry. We got the Roddy Piper stuff. We got the Mr. America stuff with Hogan. Sean O'Hare got that. You think Sean O'Hare was getting a great push as Roddy Piper's protege. Then it all went, literally went to hell after that for Sean O'Hare. I don't know how that went wrong. I don't know how they missed with him. It was the year of Mr. America. It was the year of Mr. America. That's so mad thinking about that yeah. now. Where Hogan got fired and it was like... Roddy Piper pulled a man's leg off. Zach, Zach Gowen! Gowen. <laughs> Who, of course, lest you haven't heard the story, got hired because John Lowe and Eilis cool. picked the wrong one-legged wrestler at an indie show. Oh. Because let's be fair, in Johnny's defence, what are the odds there being two one-legged wrestlers in the same place? Hmm. So yeah, when Johnny said, oh, I think we should hire this one-legged wrestler, and he looked online and found one-legged wrestler, it must have been the guy. Of course. So yeah, and He's of course that's right yeah, that's when we also we got Hill Brock Lesnar finds that going down the stairs in the wheelchair. I just remember the F five to the ring post with his one leg. Oh my goodness me! Yeah, 
Or, um, oh, and similar spot. Was that Big, Big Show, Show, Rey, Big Show Mysterio, Rey Mysterio? Where he recklessly in the stre- strapped him, arm strapped as well, oh. and he fell head first. Oh, oh, God, Big Show. That was nasty. That really was. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, 2003, if you look back over, you know. Um, you had some highlights, but you had some weird, a lot of weird moments. I mean, I, mean, I, I think. Goldberg debuted in 2003, not after Mania. Yeah, SmackDown was on the up and Raw was on the down. <laughs> Yeah, because if you, th- I remember also I remember SummerSlam 2003, the Elimination Chamber, Goldberg for the first time looked like a megastar, and then Triple H, who was wearing the cycling shorts because he'd done his groin, couldn't wrestle <laughs> the whole match. Groin. Yet tore his groin, wore this, wouldn't wouldn't not wrestle, of course. With his lemmy chops. Yep. So he had the, the the cycling shorts under his normal tights. Was in the Elimination Chamber, didn't wrestle the entire match. Hit Goldberg with a sledgehammer and oh, pinned him. Ric Flair, like like. Arms up on the barrier yeah. and then feet up on the yeah. keeping the cage door shut. And Triple H losing to Goldberg at Unforgiven. Whole thing didn't work with Goldberg anyway. That was there. But I remember watching Mania because there was a lot of talk on a lot of the time that Goldberg was coming in. Mm. But there was no official confirmation that Mania they run a promo video and they showed Goldberg's entrance like video with WWE yeah. clips and they had the theme and it's a Goldberg debuting at Backlash the following month yeah. and the following night on Raw Rock was doing like was doing this promo he was doing the, doing the Rock the concert. concert yep and then Goldberg comes out you wanna know who's next Rock you're yeah, next yes and <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah which as a, as a first night was a really good angle didn't it kind of fell apart at Backlash in my view Goldberg is not shouldn't be booked to go 25 minutes with a Rock or indeed mm. anyone that but there were some high points that should have been better, as good as they may have been to start yeah. with. I mean, I, I totally remember being excited because I, I remember being really upset. Again, massive rock fan got really upset when he turned heel again. Um, and I remember we came up with theories because that was the kind of the area, the, the Samoan tattoo was getting bigger. Yeah. But it was when it started and it was uh, on his arm and, and he lost his hair. <laughs> I'm going, I remember me and my friends going, Maybe the ink affected him and like his hair <laughs> fell out and now he's evil. Like, we're trying to get reasons as to why he went evil. Um, oh, Rock Hogan at No Way Out 2003 with Sylvain Grenier was the referee. Yeah. Because that's when Rock had his really, really awesome entrance where he had the, the video with the helicopter. I hate it. I like that. Because oh. I, I love Rock as a hill. Da, I love hill da. rock. He's like, if you smell, if you smell, and then if just you that, smell, la, 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 watch the tongue, watch the tongue. He's cooking. I, and then they I shortened loved, it to his Yeah, cooking. I loved hill rock. I After did the like, whole thing was just pretentious and it fit perfectly. The I can look back and like it now, but at the time I remember hating it. <laughs> but what I loved was um the rock entrance in the whatever the SmackDown video game was that year. And cause he'd come out <laughs> it is cooking. Da, 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 da. And he starts walking down the ramp and then he stops, looks at someone in the crowd, he goes, ah, like backhand motion, <laughs> and then carries on walking down. I love that. Because that, that was my that was my character's uh because that's when you start picking bits of the entrances. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, all right. I, 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 there's a lot of good in it, but yeah, I, I remember being super hyped for Goldberg. And when they were when they were saying he was going to debut at Backlash as a kind of swerve type thing, sorry. And he he came out and raw. Everyone knew he was coming out. You oh, heard the yeah. chants way before. <laughs> it yeah. was so obvious, but it was it was awesome at the same time. That I, was that was also probably was that one of the one of the very first big raw after because they had they never pushed raw after menu until 
even after Brock's return in 2012, Raw After Mania wasn't a thing like no, it is now. Like now. You had like big moments, but it it wasn't its own hashtag, its own entity. Yeah, you don't its own get network de- collection. You don't, you know? you don't get debuts from another company, draw ups from NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mad stuff happens. Because, uh, the crowd are bonkers. Yeah, you know, none of that stuff happened. So, it, and I remember that year because like th- that was the year I started buying WWE DVDs. I made the jump from uh, VHS to DVDs mm-hmm. of my wrestling. And specifically, I remember the WrestleMania one because it had three discs. I remember buying that. Yep. Yep. And in one of the discs, um, there are it's interviews with everyone as they're leaving uh, their matches, and one of them is Austin, and and like he's hurt and ready to go to hospital, and uh, someone says, "Hey, uh, you whispered something to the you said something to the Rock as you as uh, as he pinned you. What did you say?" And he goes, "Ah, oh, it's a." There's a secret between two men. And it was left at that. Mm-hmm. And then the next, they interview The Rock. goes, um, so what did you say, what did uh, Austin say to you when uh, when you pinned him? He said, oh, he said, I love you, man. <laughs> I always will. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you sold him out, <laughs> no. man. You sold out your friend. <laughs> um, I remember that. And then I remember I, I bought the back. I remember going to pick up Backlash from uh, Woolworth. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I remember picking up the Backlash DVD and taking it home, being so excited and watching it. And then I remember watching all the bonus stuff because after after the, the Rock Goldberg match and the music cuts and, and, and Goldberg's off backstage, everyone's still chanting Goldberg. And then The Rock's on the floor out of breath. And he's like, hand me a mic. It's our hands on the mic. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, please stop chanting that bald bastard's name. He might come back out and attack me again. <laughs> and then he just cuts a face promo, and he's like, "When I'm coming back, I'll be the old rock. I'll be the good guy rock. I'll be the people. You know, oh, I'll be there for the last people." Last night wasn't it? Because he went again after. And that. then he went and he left. <laughs> he didn't come he did back. No years. He came back to like he appeared on a, a, a Titantron to shout at Jericho yep. at a, a Slammy Award thing, which which was the anniversary awards or uh-huh. something they were really weird they gave out little he TVs. actually did leave for years after that he did he came back to uh to, to, to the wrestlemania to tag team with foley with a goatee because he was doing that uh, was the get following cool. year yep um yep. he he came back to do a promo with eugene and for the oh, half a million diva search yep. it was literally he'd show up once a year but when he when that first time after he left that backlash he genuinely did leave. Yeah. He was gone for at least a year after that. Like, he wasn't back fully until the Cena stuff. Well, yeah, that was when he first made his semi-full-time return. Yeah. It was always one-offs at that point. Oh, so weird. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Weird to think of that. I know. That was a, That's probably why 2003 is my final last year, because it's like, it's, The Rock went. That, yeah. <laughs> he left us. The Rock actually did leave. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Again, sorry to go back to uh, a completely different wrestling podcast, which you should listen to. The Attitude yes, Era is, is brilliant. They talk about, because um, they, they cover the, the whole era of uh, The Rock leaving. And there's a point where he says something along the lines of, um, I think I, I can't remember, he's talking about someone leaving. And he's like, The Rock will never leave. The Rock loves you. You are The Rock's family. The Rock will never leave. And he goes, I'll give it two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I think it's less than that. I think it's like a year and a half. He goes, a year and a half, then he's gone. <laughs> so I found that very funny. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, there you go. 2003. So okay. ni- 1998, 2001, 2003. Those okay. are my years. Right. Well, I've obviously, I went with 98 and 2000. Um, I'm actually going to go back because I inadvertently go forward and then gone back. Going to go back in time. Andrew! 
We gotta go back and check kids, Andrew. <laughs> They've got into WCW <laughs> and Impact Wrestling, Andrew. <laughs> oh, right. I am. Um, I'm gonna go 1997. Ooh. Pray do tell. I will. I will. I will indeed. I will pray and do tell. Pray, pray, um, indeed. Squid um, row. <laughs> yep. Um, I just think not only was it. The early goings of the actual era starting in nineteen seven, which didn't it, it, people look back on it fondly, but it wasn't a per, it wasn't perfect by by any means. But if you look at nineteen seven, and I've said this in a previous podcast before, I was a massive Bret Hart mark. Like mm-hmm. Bret was my guy, and you look at early nineteen seven, he was going through the you know people are screwing me, I'm getting sunny days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously Bret came back at Survivor Series ninety six with the. With the uh, the underrated classic Austin match. Yeah. And then it went into Rumble 97 in, in Texas where Sean won the title back from Sid and Austin won the Rumble in Screw Means because Brett got eliminated. Austin got eliminated no one saw it and he threw got back in. Exactly. Loved it. And that was when Brett started that everyone's against me, everyone's hate and Vince on commentary. At that time, Vince was just Vince McMahon commentator. Mm. But he started like laying the seeds for Brett's a whiner, Brett's a moaner. And then we lead into into February. Brett reunited the Heart Foundation with Owen and Bulldog yeah. on Raw, and then that led to to Mania and one of the absolute greatest match of all time. Brett Austin submission match, the double turn, still to, still holds up more than probably anything to this day. I, I still it's, can't believe it worked. Like think of them trying to do that now. You couldn't. Like, one time I've seen it work, and that's Dolph Ziggler, Alberto de Rio. Alberto Del Rio was the face. Yes, Dolph because, Ziggler was the, the yeah. heel. And, and he had a concussion. Mm-hmm. So Alberto just cracked him in the head a bunch. Yeah. And went, I'm a bad guy now, by that the way. That was it. And that that was so... And you, you go back and watch Bretton Austin and it looks so easy because they made it look easy. And and also, they didn't change. Like, Austin didn't change. Harry Russell, he just didn't give up. And immediate, that is 101. You get sympathy. Mm. You're a baby face now. And the commentary sold it. And Vince throughout the whole match is like, yeah, and JR's then, well, if Brett lose, I'm sure he'll have an excuse for this one. It was and this it weird was... moment of the the hero of wrestling wasn't aspire to be, it's I'm you. Yes. Which, in America, redneck kind of terms, but, <laughs> you know, um, not so much over here. But yeah, there was a, I hated Austin for ages, absolutely ages. Um, I was more like a. I, I like the, and it's weird thinking going back because you 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 know you get to learn your heroes' shady pasts and what yeah. have you. No, I was a. I was like an Ultimate Warrior fan. I was a British Bulldog fan. I was oh a yeah, Hart I, think we, fan. I think we were all Bulldog fans. Well, we had it? to be. Well, not, no, not knowing he's a raging alcoholic. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> Probably assaulted his wife on multiple occasions. As well. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All those um, good things that English do. Yeah, of course they do. Um, but no, just and how that I mean. Then obviously they started to do the Shawn Michaels stuff, and they went really edgy at that time. Obviously the, the racist stuff with Nation Domination and mm. and Heart Foundation, the, the creative. And we again we spoke at this on the on the stable show we did, and I said the Heart Foundation one of my top five stables of all time because everything focused on them. They went all in on the Heart Foundation. Everything was about them. It was about Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and then of course we got Canadian Stampede in your house. One of the great events, and that five-on-five main event, to even now gives me goosebumps thinking about that crowd reaction when Bret Hart comes out and the 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 anti-heel and babyface dynamic that that Canadian fans did that night, and just and then leading from that into SummerSlam, Heart and Soul, where 
uh, Bret Hart won his title, won the championship for the fifth time from Taker, where Sean, you know, Bret spat at Sean. Sean wasn't allowed to cost uh, Bret. There was a, basically every half in those matches a stipulation. Uh, Bulldog defend European title against Shamrock, or vice versa. And Shamrock, if he got DQ'd, had to eat dog food or whatever it was. Or Bulldog had to eat dog food. <laughs> we obviously got Owen Hart and um, and Austin. Obviously, Austin broke his neck in that match. Yeah, you had Pillman who. Bless him, never got because of his injuries, never got the chance to show what Brian Pillman could do. No. Um, Jim Nahart, Jim Nahart was Jim oh, Nahart. His son's uh, doing pretty well. His son, yeah, I've, I've seen it on Twitter actually. His son is um is is forging something in, in wrestling. You should see him NXTing not that far away. I Probably, reckon. yep. Um, actually, on that subject, I'm I'm still a bit surprised people like a David Boy Smith Jr. and um like a Cody Hall haven't got another chance. Well, Davy Boy had two chances. Actually, yeah, he. And he clearly can't stop doing steroids. Apple doesn't fall far well, from the tree. Well, yeah, you would have liked to have thought that he could have looked back at that and thought, this is... That's a, a warning. Deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work. And now he's in New Japan Pro Wrestling where he can take fistfuls of steroids all he likes. And so. World of Sport. Yeah. As British, oh. British Bulldog Junior. Yeah. Way to cash in much, Davey. Um, or oh, Harry, whatever it is. But How long before he's like he starts wearing jeans? <laughs> To the ring. Where's my title shot? <laughs> oh, my title oh, shot. My title shot. Beating up Crash Ollie. Yeah. Um, from dustbins at Stephanie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a UK pay per view reference there. But no, and then the Summer Sam was a really, really good show. And then that led into Bad Blood, Taker Michaels, first first head in the cell. Mm. And then, of course, Survivor Series, which you may have heard had a bit of a shady finish. And, but. 97 as a whole for the Heart Foundation stuff, for Austin rising up, and then obviously, then at the same time, The Rock as well. We talked about The Rock in the pre- in, in other years. The Rock, after he came back, turned heel, joined the nation, started to become The Rock. You know, the mannerism started. He started mm. to get a couple of the catchphrases in. The eyebrow was starting to become something. And it's one of those weird cases where that was a stable led by Farouk, and then The Rock just overtook completely yeah and and I remember because at that time I started to try and brush up on wrestling and I, and I found out who like Farouk was and Ron Simmons former World Heavyweight Champion first Black World Heavyweight Champion WW yep. and I remember like reading like Power Slam magazine and that's all I really knew if I was like backstage off was Power Slam magazine I, I just remember I had a WCW annual and in the front pages it had a picture of Farouk and his tag team partner who his name is uh, Butch Reed and Doom yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, and the and and their manager who was Teddy Long. Teddy Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I saw Farouk, as in like APA Farouk and uh, and, and uh, sorry Acolyte, uh, Acolyte, uh, yeah, and uh, Nation of Domination. I'm like, oh, is that? and I've seen that dude somewhere. And then I remember going through my old WCW thing. Went, oh, ah, <laughs> Tim. <laughs> Do you remember how Farouk debuted in '96? No, I don't. Farouk Assad, the gladiator, <gasps> the helmet. Sonny brought him in. He looked like um he looked he, he looked kind of like the black version of X Men 3's uh, Juggernaut. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this was former World Heavyweight Champion through uh, Ron Simmons coming in as this black gladiator being brought in by Sonny Ugh. wearing foam blue and black helmet. Uh, yeah, that got retooled. But now they could quickly. bring in um, what's Mickey James's uh, husband called? Uh, Magnus. Magnus. They could bring in Magnus, uh, managed by Ron Simmons, and mm-hmm. bring back his old Spartan gimmick. They could uh, with yes. Ron Simmons as the gladiator. There you go. <laughs> Sell it. it to you. Book Sell it, it to Dewey. You. I'm surprised he's not come over. Well, Magnus. Mm. Uh, I think they'd want him. 
Have that whole cash in on that whole husband wife couple. I, I, I remember seeing something years ago. They they were interested in him for developmental, and it never happened. But you look at him now, and I mean, I remember when he first showed up in TNA, mm. he was green as anything. Oh yeah, and he they they kept the Spartan game because over here in the UK, if you are listening anywhere else in the world, uh, he was uh, he was in our version of the rebooted Gladiators. He was yes, he was one of the Gladiators. He was Spartan. Oh yeah, that's he why was. he had a Spartan yeah, gimmick when it. he went to Impact. Yeah, and. Then he got better, and he he got he honed in in impact. He was their world champion, and he had that British tag team. I really did. liked that. Yes, with uh, Douglas mm-hmm. and the Welsh guy, uh, Rob Terry. Rob Terry, really, really yeah. bad. He's still yeah. bad. He is still bad. <laughs> and of course, Magnus now is the NWA world champion. Yeah, he's you know Billy Corgan's man. He you know, he's a, he is a smashing pumpkin. Um, <laughs> Despite all my my rage, I still believe in uh, chemtrails. Yep, <laughs> and he's you know he he as far as independent wrestling goes, he's there or thereabouts on top as as a recognised lineage NWA world champion. Right. And yeah, it's a shock that he hasn't shown. I'm sorry, up on I jumped radar. into that. I, I, I'm really good at changing topics. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but no, '97. It just things start. No, that was when the booking got better. Vince. Vince became an on-screen character. Madison Square Garden, September '97, the Stone Cold, the, the awful Stone Cold Stunner, mm. because Vince sold it like a commentator would. It, it was interesting that because that yeah, that was the period of of McMahon not being Vince McMahon. He was he outed as Vince Mr. McMahon. McMahon. Yeah, but yeah, it was weird seeing Brett or Austin or someone like turn to him uh-huh. and start shouting at him because like he's in charge. Exactly. Like, why, is, why are you shouting at the commentator? That's it because. At that time, 97, we didn't have internet. No. There was no online. You had Power Slam magazine. That's yeah. all you had. They didn't mention it in WWF's annuals. Not at all. There was nothing. You know, we didn't even have Raw magazine at that point because this mm-hmm. before Russo really came in. So all you had was Dorif magazine for kayfabe. You had Power Slam magazine if you wanted, you know, the dirt as as such. And But if you didn't read that kind of stuff, you only knew what was on TV. Vince was just, welcome everyone to Monday Night Raw. And what he wore, and you heard his voice, and that was it. And then you see Brett cut this like shoot promo on him in the cage on Raw, and he's swearing, and they're apologising for it. And yeah, Taker's calling Vince out. And then of course you had Taker and Kane, and you had the story with that, and the secret, and all this lot, and Paul Bearer, you know, dropping the Paul Bearer gimmick, and the whole thing. And it was everything he's changed. Your brother, Kane! <laughs> That's yeah. And everything changed in 97. But basically, how wrestling is now started in some way, in a long roundabout way, 97 started it all. And even if you want to go outside of the WWF, 1997 WCW was blazing trails, which was obviously forcing WWF to become better. Yeah. Because WCW was kicking their ass. Yeah. Destroying them with the NWO. WCW, like the infamous WCW, would send someone over to WWE to watch their, WWF at the time, to watch their tapings of Raw, mm-hmm. report them back to, uh, to to Bischoff. Yep. Who would then get the the, the commentators to read out the results exactly. live on their show. It was only, what, early 99 or 98 when they gave away the, the Foley thing. You yeah, know, which ended up screwing them over. It did, yes. Um, but, that was that and and 97 was huge for wrestling and vince had to change things so he, the tone started changing it started getting more sexual more violent more controversial obviously montreal came which 
thankfully for WF, meant that they had to change. So Vince McMahon became Mr. McMahon, which changed wrestling completely forever. Mm. You know, there are pros and cons to it. There are, yeah. Um, and I just think nothing we have today, in some way, is what it is without 1997 and how things started then. And whether you you de- whether you deem a best year for historical purposes, for match quality, for pay per view quality, it had everything. Every year we've discussed covers all of those historically it means something the matches were great some of the best matches of all time some of the pay-per-views were some of the best of all time how the hell do you pick out of those years that we've met we've mentioned what five different years because we have well, obviously 98 was a match mm-hmm. everything else was different we've mentioned five different years there yeah now so we've okay, got 97 so Im- immediately i'm taking out 2003 okay I- i'm shooting it in the head it's gone Okay, so in that case, we've got 97. I'm shooting in the head, but a flag's coming out that says, bang, 316. <laughs> 2003 is wet in his pants, yeah. yes. So, we've got 1997, 1998, 2000, 2001. I really can't, in no good conscience, go with 2000. <laughs> okay. Just because of that mania. That I know There are some points I like, but I hate it on the majority. Got to admit. Okay, so so we've shot 2003 in the head with yep. the, the the bang 316. We're taking out 2000. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're both we've both lost one. So that leaves 97, 98, and 2001. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's break this. Down. So I said 97, which you, you are selling me on, just okay. from your impassionate speech. <laughs> we both said 98. You could run. You could. I'd vote for you. <laughs> Believe in the beard. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. Like, yes, there's a whole campaign yes. waiting for you. I oh, know, it's there. Um, there were t-shirts there. No, I just got yeah, to yeah, push t-shirts off. Easy, that's it. Yeah, I'll you got put, it. I'll put a hashtag on there. Sorted. So, 97's in the running. We both said 98, so we both got feet in the camp of 98, and the other one was 2001. Now, thing is, I'm with you on 2001's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I 2001's not my favourite Rumble. It's my second favourite Rumble. Ooh, what's your favourite? 92 Flair. That's fair. Yeah. That's flair. It's, it's, it's fair to flair. <laughs> it's fair to flair. Bobby Heen and Ric Flair, the whole thing. Mm. But 2001, it's a hell of a year. It is. <sighs> okay, so we've both got one each and our joint one in there then. Okay. I, I, okay. I, on on I, three, say what you think. Ready? Yeah, go on. One, two, three, Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Just even though that wasn't my pick, you sold me on two thousand one. Oh my god! Okay, so that takes ninety seven out then. So ninety seven's right. out. Okay, ninety seven's out. So, so we're now looking at ninety eight or two thousand one. All right, let's break this down. Break, break it down. The king of what? Oh no, that DMC thing. Sorry, wrong DMC. Wrong one DMC then. Didn't he die? Who? The lead singer of DX band. Yeah, he killed himself like yeah, two years ago. So, yeah, oh. yeah. Sorry, dark moment. Um, see, the thing is, me and Andrew don't see each other the, the, the many times. He's, so, like, all the information just gets thrown out at one. Oh hit. yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> this while we still, we still, while we still drop stain references in our podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, all right. So, okay, so we are looking at ninety eight mm-hmm. and two thousand one. Okay. I'm going to try sway you on uh, on 2001 over 98, even though I picked 98. And I picked 2001. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Go for it. You ready for this? Uh, five words. 
Go on then. To sell you on the whole year. Oh, oh, oh go on then. Chris Jericho, Doink the Clown. <laughs> you saved your ace in the hole until the end. It just popped in my head. Oh. Spot of pee. Um, oh, Tajiri, so the whole thing. Tajiri. 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 See, Tajiri. Tajiri told me you'd say that. <laughs> oh, this is so unfair. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're stealing from more popular podcasts. Um, oh. I don't know, man. I think we... I, I, mm, 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 can't, we just, we, can't we just call them the greatest years in we wrestling? Can't, let, sod it. Yes, let's do that. We're, yeah. We we didn't say we, we we didn't promote we were going to pick the best one. You can't it. Ninety eight two thousand one. Ninety eight gave us so much. Mm. Gave us Tyson Austin. Gave us Austin's crowning moment. Gave us DX. The start of DX as a genesis with Triple H. Two thousand one gave us you know potentially greatest Royal Rumble ever. Gave us one of the best mains of all time. It, gave us WSW, good or bad. It, mm. It's the oh. end of it's the end of WW, uh, WWF's uh, attitude era, but yep. at the same time, it's kind of this it's this opening into a new world that would become what it is today. Mm-hmm. Just through that weird step of buying another company and bringing in all these different talents, and yeah, a, a good eighty percent of them got kicked out. Um, but it, it was this weird shaping and turning around and. Trying to like the PG era was meant to be in full effect at that point, mm-hmm. and it still wasn't because people are gushing buckets of blood. <laughs> yep, buckets of blood. Uh, that's a new. I think it's I'm edging 2001, but I can't discount. I can't discount to the 1998. That's the thing. Mm. I can't, and that's it. Like you've you've sold me more on 98 than I had on 2001. 2001 is my favorite year, but is it the best year? In my opinion, yes, but. I think overall in the world of wrestling and history and what have you, I think 98 is. Because it's the the, the pinnacle Austin year. Unfortunately, it is a year where everything is stacked on Austin. Yep. Um, whereas 2001 has that year of things turning around. Like, there are moments where RVD is in the spotlight. There are moments where yes. The Rock is in the spotlight. There are moments where, all right, Booker T's not quite there. But uh, Undertaker and DDP have a go, at least. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know? The thing is, also, 98, I, I remember the weekly episode of Raw. I remember watching them. Every week, you could miss. What what vehicle was Austin going to drive into the building this week? <laughs> Zamboni. Oh, he yeah. would... The, the concrete into the Corvette and the windows smashing. Every week was like, what's Austin... See, nowadays... Horse truck. People, these days, what we have now is... What's Braun Strowman going to tip over this week? <laughs> That's nothing. Back in the day, you had, or hang brick. on, there's no ramp. There's just a flat ground. Austin's driving something. You knew it. You knew it was coming. So it was like, wait, 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 wait for it. And it was like, my God, Austin's driving that in this time. Where did Strowman get that grappling hook? I don't know. Why do they have a grappling hook? Why is there a hook? grappling hook there? Heyman had the point. And <laughs> every week, and even though you, people that watch wrestling now, you without going back on network for nine ninety nine, you can't imagine <laughs> it. But raw opening to like ova- cr- massive crowd cheers, Jr. Sound like up for it and really involved, and everything was on fire, and the the crowd signs and just the craziness, and every every character had a story. Mm. It felt like. Even the lowest of the low, with all due respect to people like a Val Venus, mm-hmm. had something 
Okay, it may have been choppy, choppy, pee-pee, but he had something. D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown with the chest protector. D'Lo Brown is amazing. The, the European come from Helsinki and London and every... Yeah, the, the head rattling. Everyone had a story from the top to the bottom. No one was just a job guy. The job squad were a thing. After this, can we watch the promo... Or the, 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 the thing where they go to the UK. I think it was Capital Carnage. Uh, where they go to the UK and D'Lo Brown's like touring around... Just talking about like how he's here because he's the European champion, and these guys like Liz, let me in yeah. to the to yeah. Buckingham Palace. Like, I want to um, watch that. I love that. Uh, every, I'm sticking with '98, and I'll tell you for why now because you've you've spoken about the excitement of the crowd, especially just like yeah. mad stuff is going to happen each and every week. Um, 2001 was like that going in, and then stopped, and they had moments where they would have to curtain off the crowd. They would have to. Mm-hmm. And, okay, at some point, that was down to flight bans and things thanks to 9-11. Yeah. Uh, a sad time in wrestling and a very weird, you know, a very weird time. Because um, I don't know if you remember, but the uh, government tried to uh, sue to take down uh, Stephanie McMahon's father's business through a steroid scandal that was yeah. compared to two... No, um... Oh, yeah, Steph, non... <laughs> Steph post 9-11 speech on that SmackDown, comparing 9-11 to when her no, father was targeted. There was a weird, there was weird moment, and yeah, mm. even before 9-11 happening, and this very it going very pro-America and, and the angle and stuff, which was, yeah, it was it was kind of like the solidarity thing, but it was kind of weird. In a way, ruined Cat Angle's career, yeah, yeah, winning that bit. belt, um, But yeah, at the time, even before 9-11, the crowds were dwindling. They were getting quiet. Mm-hmm. Is when we were starting. It's the first time I really remember people blaming crowds from states and stuff. Going, oh, they're in this state. They're a yep. rubbish crowd. And that's not stopped since then. No, nowadays we and we've done it on podcasts and uh, off off of podcasts, and we say, oh, they're in Chicago this week. That'd be hot. Yeah, oh, they're in, Bo- yeah, punks, they're in punks, Boston. They're in wherever. Certain. They're in. They're in New York or yeah. New Jersey. Wherever. Like when Maurice they're- used to be on the show, and he was kind of our insight into where to not be in the US, and mm. it'd be like they're in. Uh, they're in Idaho. Or the crowds are rubbish in Idaho. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and yet, to this day now, people will look at oh, Raw's in LA in a couple of weeks. That'd be a big show mm. because that's. But yeah, back in '98, you they were it all didn't big shows. matter because. Austin, DX, Taker, Kane, Mankind, everyone mattered. And everyone had their favourites. Even though Austin was the number one guy, mm. everyone had their favourites. Am I selling you back on 1998 yet? Oh, I'm, I'm torn again now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. As literally, um, it's, I, can't, I can't choose. I can't choose. All right, I we can't. got two winners. We got 1998, we got 2001. We got the highest point of... Attitude Era versus the death of the Attitude Era. Yep. I think that's apt. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. So they are our, our greatest years in professional wrestling, 1998 and 2001. If you have your favourite period, then why not contact us on Twitter at RingTheBellPod? That way you can tell us which of us is being an idiot. Yeah, and if you also want to go more traditional and go by email, you can go to the, and it does work, I've tried it, Ooh. RingTheBellPod at gmail.com. Com. Yeah, we've got Gmail. We have got Gmail, yeah. We're one of those people now. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to certain podcasts uh, that use AOL as a really? email still. Yeah. Wow. Just their lifers, you know. Wow. You can have an NTL World one next. <laughs> uh, they still, they, are they connected? They still work. Right. NTL World email still work. Mm, I guess it's, yeah, redirects. Virgin haven't cut them. 
Um, but yes, uh, if you feel that one of those is more definitive over the other, or maybe you've got an entirely new year and you have a reason to tell us why, then break that down. Uh, break it down. Break it down. Uh, either an email is said or on Twitter because Twitter has uh, larger characters than we're used to yeah. these days so you can probably get a fair bit in there you or can start feel your chain. 280 Ooh. start a thread or throw some get gifts a in there going. or the gifts don't count to the word count anymore they don't no, no. images and gifts that's it don't count you can put picture you can visual illustration and a picture madness oh the future we live in what oh. what <laughs> what oh wow wow cool. Right, okay, um, yes, yeah, so that's how you can contact us to agree, disagree, tell us we're wrong, tell us we're right, and anything else you want to say to us, but please be nice, because we're fragile sometimes. I can say what you want to me. No, okay, fine. Not listening half the time. <laughs> if if uh, you message me or on Twitter or anything and I don't message back, that's because secretly in my heads, I'm uh, my heads? Your heads? I've got two of them. You like the Austin Unforgiven poster? <laughs> I'm going mad. Uh, i got a weird, unforgiving head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gorgon. One of me tells the truth. Sure One of me can tell a lie. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, yeah, if, if you ever say anything to me and I'm looking off in a different direction or, or just ignoring you altogether, that's because secretly in my head I'm still trying to work out the words to the, the fast bit of uh, Hook by Blues Traveller. How are you getting on with that? Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in, if you're into Tino and Berlin, make it. Faster than you win, and then you're gonna see what you're doing to me. This MTV is not for free. It's OPC is killing me. I sing to the a melody of love. So, and then I forget the words. Okay, so if you do, <laughs> do tweets at Ring of the Pod, we'll pass on feedback. I've been working that Coleman, out for a good 15 years. Who will get back to you via us so he can get onto his, his more important stuff he's got going on there. Let's go. Okay, right. So, yes, let us know what you think. You know how to get in contact with us. Um, so, there you go. That's that. Um, thank you. Um, original founder OG Hi. for coming back yo yo y'all know me yeah. can I kick it yes yo can what what <laughs> on that note um, this has been ring the bell I've been Andrew I've been Coleman Coleman what ring that bell ring that damn bell <laughs>